I've been getting asked sometimes about what's, what's been going on over this past year. And the most common question, because nobody really wants to know what canon law is, it's just it's a long description. What, the most common question I get is, have you started getting a Canadian accent? And I, I don't know if that's happening or not, but you'll have to be the judge of that. Uh, it's good to be back with you to celebrate this Mass. And um, as, as I was saying, I, I got to see Father David uh, in Hayward a couple of weeks ago, so it seems that he's doing well with his new transition and that that's going to be a good place for him to be. And uh, it's exciting because I know Father Inna is on his way, and so he's planning to start moving his things up to St. Anthony's in Superior this coming week. Uh, so that's good news for, for all of you to have a new priest in the cluster. And he's the tallest Indian man I've ever met, so yeah, he, he's pretty tall. Um, you'll know him when you see him. As we look in the gospel today, Jesus is calling disciples to come and follow after him. And he's asking them to leave behind some pretty essential commitments that they have. So he says, let the dead bury their dead. Now Jesus isn't harshing on family relationships. He's not saying, okay, we should ignore these ties and bonds that are most important in our life. But he is saying that the kingdom of heaven, the gospel in general, has demands for us. It makes demands on our time, our effort, and our energy, and it wants to lead us into a greater relationship with Christ. If the invitation is to come and follow him, it's not sometime in the future, or maybe later, or I'll get around to it. Because when the man in the gospel today talks about wanting to grieve the loss of his father, this would have been something that would have taken time in the Jewish culture. It would have been so long, it could have been up to like a three-year process for the grieving and for the burial and for all of these things that he would have had to do. And Jesus is saying, I'm on my way to Jerusalem. Either you're going to be with me and you're going to experience what's going to happen there, mainly Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection, or you're going to miss the boat. So the invitation is kind of immediate, like, let's respond, let's see what you can do right now to this invitation to the gospel. Now, in the first reading, besides having a bunch of awesome names, Elijah, Elisha, Shaphat, and Abel Mehola, I, 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 nobody knows who Abel Mehola is, but that's, that's neither here nor there. But as we look at that, the, the prophet Elijah is calling the prophet Elisha. He's coming to the end of his time. And so Elijah wants to hand on to Elisha this role of being a prophet for Israel. And so he says to him, come and follow after me. And Elisha comes and brings his excuse. He says, look, I've got a pretty good thing that's happening here. I've got a lot of oxen. I've got all this stuff that I have to get rid of. And Elijah says to him, well, go and take care of what you need to do. So on one hand, we have Jesus saying, hey, let's, let's make it today. And Elijah is saying, well, okay, when you get around to it. So these two are kind of on either side, if you will, of the call to the gospel. So I think that tells us two things which are good news for both of us, or for both of them. One is that on one hand, we don't have to worry about whether or not we've put off following God in the past. If we feel like we've missed the boat on being a good Christian or a good Catholic, then we're, we're missing the invitation entirely. The invitation is always new and always open. That goes for anyone. No matter what you've done in your past, no matter who you consider yourself to be, God is available and open to you in this moment, particularly at this Mass. Now on the other side, 
Jesus is saying, but don't wait too long. Because by waiting too long, by not doing anything, you're making a decision. And you might think, well, I can play God. I can just sort of make my time and kind of keep going and hold my time. And then eventually I'll figure this whole thing out. But sometimes you just have to make a decision. And the invitation is to follow after Christ. To let your life be changed by Him. And so I love looking at this because St. Paul talks about how our lives can be changed in a concrete and practical way. And the first one is love of God, being willing to respond to Him. But immediately, as soon as we're called to respond to God in love, we're called to love our neighbors and our family more. And so St. Paul is writing about this, what this love looks like. He said, if, if you have the love of Christ, if you're following the gospel, then your community should not be divided by biting each other apart, by going back to the old way of living, by tearing each other apart behind each other's backs, by gossiping, by talking about each other when somebody else isn't around. Because that's going to the old way of living. And, and what does St. Paul say about that? He said that needs to be crucified with Christ on the cross. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but it does mean we want to change. And we accept the invitation to change. Because if we accept that invitation, then Christ lives in us. And we are free to love. Free to make a gift of ourselves. Free to be better to one another. To be forgiving to pray for one another, and to support each other in our needs. So that's part of responding to the gospel today that we hear in these readings. And so we pray for that grace at Mass today, to see Christ crucified and risen, given to us in the Holy Eucharist, offering His very life for us, and asking us to do the same for one another.